Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Swatma Vrittam Mayatetam Swatam Vrittam Mayitam Te Sugaktam Apivaranitam Vyapetam Loka Sastrabhyam Bhavanhi Bhagavat Paraha Prahlad Maharaj, you are certainly a self-realized soul and a devotee of the Supreme Lord. You do not care for public opinion or so-called scriptures. For this reason, I have described to you without hesitation the history of my self-realization. I do not care about so-called public opinion and Vedic or philosophical literatures. Prahlad Maharaj, who is such a devotee, always defied the false instructions of his father and the so-called teachers who were appointed to teach him. Instead, he simply followed the instructions of Narada Muni, his guru, and thus he always remained a stalwart devotee. This is the nature of an intelligent devotee. The Srimad Bhagavatam instructs, Jagyai sankirtana prayaya yajanti hi sumedasa. One who is actually very intelligent must join the Krishna consciousness movement, realizing his own self as an eternal servant of Krishna, and thus practice constant chanting of the holy name of the Lord. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. A learned, thoughtful person must realize that material existence is illusion. This is only possible by self-realization. A self-realized person who has actually seen the truth should retire from all material activities, being situated in self-realization. Prahlad Maharaj, you are certainly a self-realized soul and a devotee of the Supreme Lord. You do not care for public opinion or so-called scriptures. For this reason, I have described to you without hesitation the history of my self-realization. Sometimes it is said, it takes one to know one. We have many Shastric references which explains the qualities, attributes of a self-realized soul. And if we are sincere, due to our great desire to approach Krishna, Ishwara Sarva Bhutanam Vidyashe Trinitishtati Brahmayan Sarva Bhutanam Yantra Ruta Dimaya 
Krishna within the heart directs us to the great souls, to their lotus feet. But factually, the only person who could truly know the real qualities of a self-realized soul is a self-realized soul. We may study the Shastra and get all the information of who is a self-realized soul, but factually, it is only by the causeless mercy of Krishna that we can ever attain the lotus feet of such a great personality. It is not due to our understanding the qualities. But if we do not strive to understand the qualities, then Krishna will not take our sincerity very seriously. So therefore, it is only by the causeless mercy of Krishna that we attain Guru. And it is only by the causeless mercy of Guru that we attain Krishna. Sometimes people ask, so many people have so many different interpretations of what a self-realized soul is. And so many people have so many interpretations of what the scripture says the self-realized soul is. So who to believe? Ultimately, Krishna describes that one should receive his information if he wants to be guaranteed through the parampara system of the Lord. But ultimately, it is only by the mercy of Krishna. He is the source of all of our intelligence. But in truth, it takes one to know one. One who is actually seeing Krishna can understand in truth who else is seeing Krishna. So here, this great Brahman Avadhuta, he understands due to his own self-realization, he understands through realization glorious, infinite qualities of Prahlad Maharaj. And he is speaking here very deeply. Notice how his praise of Prahlad is not based on some superficial characteristic that Prahlad Maharaj may, obtain, may possess. He is explaining to Prahlad that you are a self-realized soul and you are a true devotee of the Lord. Why? Because you have no false ego. Because you could not care less about public opinion. And you could not care less about the various apparent contradictions of the scriptures. You are simply fixed in the service of your spiritual master and you are simply fixed in the glorification of Sri Krishna. And this is really the criterion that the advanced devotees see in others. We have been explaining this, this principle very often in our classes because it is the most important principle. We have to understand what Krishna consciousness is and what Krishna consciousness is not. There's very few devotees even that understand this. Generally, because we are so externally oriented, we consider a person's 
material qualifications to be a sign of spiritual advancement. But factually, material qualifications have nothing to do with spiritual advancement. Spiritual advancement is being explained by the Avaduta Brahman in this verse. Spiritual advancement is a neophyte person sees, oh, this person is a very good singer, he must be so advanced. But there are so many good singers who are completely puppets in the hands of Maya. Or someone may think, oh, this person is such good cook, must be very spiritually advanced. But how many good cooks are there at the Taj Mahal Hotel? They don't even know what is Krishna or who is Krishna. <clears throat> They're simply cooking for money. Or someone is thinking, oh, this person is so brilliant in, in intelligence, very spiritually advanced. But how many professors and how many politicians are manipulating the world with their intelligence? And many of them are demoniac. But to speak of spiritually advanced. And another may think, oh, this person is so successful, this must be a sign of his spiritual advancement. But by material standards, how many successful people are there in America? and in Europe. And they're addicted to all sinful activities. Oh, this person ah, is so pious. He must be very spiritually advanced. But piety is simply the mode of goodness mode of goodness leads to another birth in this material world. So you see, immature people, they are considering devotees by their material qualifications to be very advanced, and they take shelter of such persons. But to the degree a devotee actually is spiritually advanced, to a devotee actually, to the degree a person captures what is the essence of self-realization, he confirms what this great soul is here expressing. Because he has seen and considered the whole world this man, he has seen all material qualifications and he's completely rejected them all. The Abhidhuta Brahman is describing how he has gone through the cities, he has gone through the towns, he has gone through the villages, he has gone through the agricultural fields, he has lived in the forest, he has lived in the jungles, he has seen everything, he has tried everything. By performance of tapasya, austerities, he has challenged his own false ego. He has challenged his senses and his mind. All the external coverings. 
that are inflicted upon the soul. And his realization is, Prahlad, I adore you and I worship you and I love you because I know you are a self-realized soul because you do not care for public opinion or so-called contradictions of the scriptures. In other words, because Prahlad, you have no false ego. <clears throat> Although Lord Nursingadev personally incarnated just to protect you. And although Lord Narahari himself personally put you on the throne of the universe, and although Brahma and Shiva and Indra and Vayu and Surya and Varuna and Chandra, all the greatest, most exalted personalities in the entire universe, they all came to worship you and perform the auspicious ceremony to make you the king of the universe. You never considered yourself to have any qualifications whatsoever. You always considered yourself to be the most insignificant, unworthy servant of the servant of the servant. From the bottom of your heart, you are considering everything the mercy of God. You never expected anything from anyone. You were always the humble servant of all living creatures. Because you have that qualification, I see you as spiritually advanced. Without that qualification, whatever else you have, a great soul like this Brahman will not take you very seriously spiritually. How can they? Everything else is coming and going, coming and going, coming and going. But the desire to be the servant of the servant of the servant of the servant is our eternal constitutional position. So this quality of Prahlad, which is most exalted of all his qualities, is here being glorified by the Abhaduta Brahman. And we must understand what it is that we should be looking for when we want to take shelter of a devotee of the Lord. And we should look and we should also know very clearly what it is within ourselves that has to be purified and rectified. What is the real goal of our spiritual <clears throat> disciplines in life? It's to become the servant of the servant. It's not to become great. A devotee does not want to become great. A devotee wants to make Krishna great. A devotee wants to make his spiritual master known for their greatness. That's all. The devotee is empty of any desire for his own aggrandizement. And therefore, Krishna will always test his devotee. And those tests for the advanced devotees, they only glorify their greatness. And for the neophyte devotee, those very tests 
give him a proper understanding of what Krishna consciousness should be. Every morning we pray, that devotees are like desire trees because they fulfill all our desires. They are full of compassion for the conditioned souls. It is Krishna through the devotees that is showing his compassion. So sometimes we think, why did why is this devotee dealing with me in this way? Huh? The fact is, if he is a Vaishnava, he is simply an instrument in Krishna to purify your heart. That's why he's dealing with you in that way. It's not him, it's Krishna. Huh? He's a desire tree. If your desire is to become Krishna conscious, he's come to fulfill your desire. <clears throat> Try to understand Prabhupada's position. Here he was, at the age of 70, he traveled all the way to the United States of America simply to fulfill the order of his spiritual master. Because his Guru Maharaj had such a burning desire that the people of the West be given a chance to understand Lord Chaitanya's mission. So he risked his life, he risked everything, he accepted such hardships and inconvenience to go there. And then when he finally got there, huh? <clears throat> he saw that this is such a degraded civilization. Everyone is utterly stuck in the modes of passion and ignorance. How am I possibly going to bring them to the platform of becoming pure Vaishnavas? How am I going to possibly give them an understanding of Brahminical culture? Therefore, he had to adjust many rules and regulations just to give Krishna consciousness to these people. He gave, Brahminical in, he gave Brahminical initiation to those who were born in the families of Malachas and Javanas. He even gave sannyas initiation to such persons. And when he came back to India, of course, many people could understand his glory and were giving him great respect. But there was another class of men who simply had nothing but the stones of blasphemies to throw at him. Saying, what is this nonsense man? He's ruining the Vedic culture. He's initiating Malachas and Yavanas with the sacred thread. He's giving the holy name to people who are undeserving. He's giving the say, he's, he's, he's giving sannyas to people who are not born in Brahmin families. Not only that, he's allowing men to live in the same building as women. Not only that, but he's performing marriage ceremonies as a sannyasi. They had nothing but criticism for him. What to speak of all the untrue things they said about him. And Prabhupada said in this regard, he said, the dogs will bark, but the caravan will carry on. He did not care. He prayed for the soul of these unfortunate persons. He was undisturbed. Lord Jesus Christ and his followers, my God, what they said about them. When the, when the, this is a fact, this is in the history books we have seen. 
when Jesus Christ and his, when Jesus Christ's original apostles, when they would have meetings, the people, the, there was a class of, of, of priests who were against them that would say that they're, that they're, they're coming together to have illicit sex and, 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 and horrible, horrible parties based on horrible, sinful activities. Huh? And people in general would think, what? They're doing like that? But the sincere Krishna will protect. So this is historically always the case. Therefore, a devotee who is disturbed by true or untrue things that are said about him is, according to the Davaduta Brahman, he's not very much to be taken seriously as, as an advanced devotee. The devotee is simply fixed in glorifying Krishna. A devotee will give his life to defend another Vaishnava, but he won't even give a second to defend himself. Because a devotee knows that as soon as pride enters into his heart, Nothing he does has any flavor to Krishna. And this story, is, there is this principle is very nicely illustrated in the uh, Madhya Leela of Chaitanya Charitamrita, where Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was traveling through South India. And he was staying at the home of the Kurama Brahman. Now, he stayed there for several days and some distance away there was a devotee who was suffering due to a severe infliction of leprosy. This devotee was very anxious to just get a moment's darshan with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And so he came to where Lord Chaitanya was. When he got to the place of Kuramakshetra, he found that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had already left. So he was feeling greatly unfortunate due to his sinful activities. He had missed this opportunity. But of course, please understand, it is not by our own material attempts that we can ever attain the darshan of Krishna and his great souls. It is only by the causeless mercy. Lord Chaitanya knew the heart of this devotee and therefore he reversed his travels and came back to that place. This devotee was so humble that he did not consider anything of himself. He only considered how he could serve others. Even the most least and insignificant creature, he, can, he, put, him, he put those living entities before himself in every respect. And how did he show this? It's easy to talk about it. But to actually perform sacrifice for the sake of others, that is the test. Anybody can give nice dissertations describing how we should be very compassionate and we should be very selfless, but who's actually willing to do it? Who's actually willing to suffer to help another? The Kurma Brahman 
due to his advanced condition of leprosy, he had just uncountable worms eating away at his body. And when one of those worms would fall to the ground, the Kurma Brahman would think so much compassionately toward that worm, but how will he survive? How will he eat? So he would pick up that worm with great care and place it back in his body, thinking, this body is not meant for me. This body is meant for you. This body is meant for you to enjoy. So come back. This was to the degree he was compassionate to the least and most insignificant creatures. And he was willing to suffer and sacrifice his very life for, for a worm. Huh? We're talking about true story. This is the reality of the consciousness of such great souls. This is the extent of their humility. So when he came to meet with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he felt, oh my Lord, you are so kind. I do not deserve to have your association, but you are just so merciful, Patita Pavana, even to the most fallen. Look at how sinful I am. And he began to offer beautiful prayers to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to embrace him. And the Kurma Brahma was feeling very ashamed. I'm sorry, Vasudev was feeling very ashamed. How can the Lord embrace me with this body which is full of sores and full of pus and full of blood and full of worms and full of disease? But you see, Krishna does not see the external appearance of anything. Krishna only sees the humble devotion. Therefore, he embraced the body of, the, of Vasudeva and instantly upon the touch of the Lord, all of his leprosy vanished and his deformed, horrible body became munificent and effulgent like that of a demigod. Now you would think, when you're suffering in such a condition, obviously very close on the path to death, that if, if you are healed, you are going to feel very happy. Would you not? Dislike Many times we have seen in the West, there are Christian healers and they just, they actually have mystic powers. And people who have had diseases for long, long times and been suffering for long times, right on the they bring them up on the stage and they say, Lord, heal this person. And then the person who's had just throws his crutches away and starts dancing. And that person is so happy, ha, just see, the Lord has healed me. Now I'm again, I can work, I can play, I can do everything. And they're very happy. So when a person is in a desperate, miserable, suffering condition, and they're relieved from that condition, generally they feel very grateful and very happy. 
the Kurma Brahman was in the most extreme condition of suffering. And when he was healed, he did not feel happy. He felt afraid. He said, my dear Lord, just see the mercy I have received from you. You have healed me from such a disease. Now what's going to happen is I'm going to become famous. I'm going to be, everywhere I go, people are going to recognize me as Vasudeva Amrita Prada. Vasudeva who received the, the, the life-giving nectar of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is the recipient of such special mercy of the Lord. Now, my Lord, if I start thinking I'm special to you, then I'm going to get proud. And if pride enters my heart for any reason, then my entire service to you is spoiled. It's meaningless. It's useless. I would rather be suffering and inflicted by being eaten by millions of worms in a condition near death with leprosy, understanding my humble position and offering you service, than to have a beautiful golden body being praised by others and being proud that I'm an advanced devotee. So my Lord, with tears in my eyes, I am praying, how in this condition of receiving such special benediction from you can I be free from pride, which will ruin everything? And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he told him that you always chant the holy names, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. And whoever you meet, you be their humble servant by telling them about Krishna consciousness. Through this humble service, you will never be inflicted by the greatest enemy, the greatest disease of pride. See, leprosy is not a very serious disease. Why? Because it's simply something that temporarily inconveniences your body. But pride is the most serious disease because it infects the very essence of your existence, the soul. It keeps you from Krishna. So therefore, those personalities who have overcome this great obstacle they are worshipable by all living things. And Krishna so kindly will put us in predicaments to facilitate. First of all, we see how much pride is within our heart. And he also puts us in that situation so that we can have the opportunity to overcome it by becoming the humble servant in that predicament. Another most illustrious example was Lord Nityananda. When Jagai and Madhai were approached by him, they simply insulted him 
they were saying the most horrible, blasphemous words about him. Not only verbally, but they considered him such a low-class fool that they took a pot and smashed his head with it. A blow that should have killed him. Lord Nityananda did not feel that they had committed any offense to him. In fact, Lord Nityananda was simply praying for their salvation. But Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was very angry. He was ready to kill them. He called his Sudarsan Chakra, and with eyes red like hot coals, he was about to give them their ticket to the abode of Yamaraj. But Lord Nityananda said, No, no, my Lord. Please be kind upon them. Give them your mercy. Forgive them as I have forgiven you. This is the quality of the great souls. They can accept any amount of personal abuse, but they cannot see, they cannot tolerate seeing another devotee abused. Of course, a neophyte devotee, when he's abused, he becomes very offended and starts abusing others, even if they're devotees. That is the tendency within all of us, is it not? We feel ourselves abused, so we just want to abuse others, and we feel perfectly justified for doing so. This is not the way Lord Nityananda taught us. He was willing to accept the worst abuse and simply pray for the welfare and be the servant of those who abused him. But that same Lord Nityananda and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Ramachandra Puri came to Jagannath Puri and he simply made up so many lies about Lord Chaitanya, untrue things. He said that Lord Chaitanya was simply overeating, he was a sense enjoyer, he was a bogus, useless sannyasi. Huh? And he would just take things out of context. People would cook for Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya, although he was a sannyasi, he thought, I have to reciprocate with my devotees. I have to accept their offerings. Although I'm a sannyasi, maybe I shouldn't. I have to do it. So they would cook for him. They were so anxious to just give him their love through their preparations. And he would go there and he would eat out of humility, out of service, out of compassion for them. And this Ramachandra Puri came in and said, nonsense, useless sannyasi. Look, he's eating opulent food. Sannyasi should only eat just a handful of rice. So Lord Chaitanya said, all right, from now on, you just give me a handful of rice. And then even after that, one day he saw some ants in his room. He said, just, just see this nonsense. Ants. This is the, the fault finder will just find the slightest excuse to confirm that this person is uh, a rascal. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his devotees, they were ready to just do anything to this Ramachandra Puri. Lord Chaitanya said, no, 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 he is my senior, he is my, I am his servant, he is a respectable person, we must offer him all respect. Huh? And at the same time, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is very humble, yes, yes, I will believe you, correct, yes, from now on, only this much. He would never even defend himself hardly. 
But when someone criticized his devotee, his eyes were like red fire and he took a Shudrashan chakra and was ready to kill them. This is because he was really the servant of the servant. He had no false pride. He was willing to accept all abuse like a tree. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has taught us that we should expect absolutely no respect for oneself but offer all respect to all others according to what they deserve. This is the most important instruction that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given. He claims that this verse is the most important of all verses. To be more humble than the grass, to be more tolerant than the tree, to offer all respect to others and to expect none for oneself. So we have to understand that this is really what Krishna consciousness means. And we have to evaluate in our own selves that this is the real qualifications that makes my service pleasing to Krishna. And in others, we have to understand that although I am the servant of all Vaishnavas, the real Vaishnavas who are worshipable and advanced are not, could be the simple, illiterate sweeper of the temple floor. If he has these qualities, he is most advanced. But if he has a big, big position with power and control, but he doesn't have these spiritual qualities. I will offer him all respect as a Vaishnav, but I will not take very seriously his spiritual advancement. Because spiritual advancement means being the humble servant of the servant of the servant. There is no other qualification that is pleasing to Krishna. Everything else is like so many zeros unless that humble service attitude, which is the one that is placed before the zeros, then all those zeros have no meaning and no value to Krishna. Or to the advanced devotees who are his servants. So the verse today we are reading explains, Prahlad Maharaj, you are certainly a self-realized soul and a devotee of the Supreme Lord. You do not care for public opinion or so-called scriptures. For this reason I have described to you without hesitation the history of my self-realization. You see, because this great Brahmin could see the glorious humility in Prahlad Maharaj, there was naturally an intimacy. And in that intimacy, he felt very free to reveal the most confidential thoughts within his heart to his, to his friend. And actually, the spiritual master, he reveals the true essence of Krishna consciousness to his disciple, to the degree his disciple is submissive. Is there any questions? Not lost, it's choked. 
covered. It's covered by those weeds. And that you cannot even see the devotional creeper when it's completely strangled by weeds. So for all practical purposes, as far as your life is concerned, it's lost, which means it's unmanifest.